on Giddy Up, the weekend preview with Dean Watling and Mick Gannon. Yeah, I think that's the other horse I'd be happy to be with. So Griff and King of Fighters. Still Griff, 50 metres to go. It's dogged. It holds on. Griff wins it by a neck. And $100 on race 10, number 18, Airman. And race 10, number 18, Airman at $5 will have $100 on it. And Airman storms away. Uh, what he goes, goes to second. Rabamos flushing home, but Airman way too good in the last. Um, I don't want to be chiming in $1.70, Gano, but I think the horse just wins and wins well. So just be patient. I think we'll get $2, and I think she, I think he's a bet. The favourite ahead in front, just fine. Spirit Ridge really trying to come back, just fine. A brave Metropolitan win. What it ahead to Spirit Ridge, they cap the rest. Two bets here that you can have in this race, G. She's invincible to win, and we can have something tropical squall as well, and we can get a result. Tropical Squall's got a great kick, though. Kamachi goes to second, giving chase. Tropical Squall, two in front, a length in front. Tropical Squall clings on, lit all the way in the flight stakes. It was a big day for our tipsers once again on the weekend preview. I still haven't made the promo yet, Jack, and I was just looking back at the results there last week, and Gareth Hall, $50 airman, unfortunately finished third. Altivo... Hey. Uh, I should say Airman won $50 a win, so that was a tick. Altivo finished third, race four, number 13. Um, then I had 40 the win on Asfura. Um, and then I had a, a $10 all up on Asfura, Emilia's Jewel Airman and Altivo. But then I had a, a $40 place all up. Asfura, the place, Emilia's Jewel, the win. Am in the place, Altiva the place for ten odd dollars. So I've won about six hundred dollars, I think, and I still can't make the promo. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. I don't know what else I have to do these days. Um, as I, as I, if you and if you put me on that that show of Hutchies again, yeah, um, you're gone. Um, I tell you what, you Jack, are gone. I've had a gutful. Um, it's a great that's show. That's the only promo the package you're making, Jim. Yeah, uh, let's welcome in the team, DeanWatling.com. Hello, TT. Oh, morning, fellas. Gano, Mitchie, Gareth. It's a pleasure to join you every yep. uh, Thursday. Hello to you, Mickey Gannon from the Great Tip Off. Morning, G. Morning, gents. Can't wait to rip into this weekend. Hopefully, you've got another uh, place multi for us, G Man. Yep, oh, I do actually. Um, and Mitchie Lewis from Form Guy Breakdowns. Hello to you. Hello, boys. Yep, keen to rip into it. Um, just quickly, Gareth, can I pinch the mic for a second? I just want to yes. send condolences and best wishes to our mate Milo on the loss of his mother. Um, he's a good friend of mine, so I just hope he's doing okay and we hear from him soon because he's a great man. Yeah, 100%. Um, we're, we're thinking of Milo. He's part of our family here on SEN and giddy up. And he, his mum had been battling cancer for a little while, so she was doing it tough. And, and Milo, um, yeah, has been doing it tough as well. But, um, yeah, it's so sad. And she was a great lady. And, um, yeah, we're thinking of Milo. And his family, and um, yeah, he'll be back when, whenever he's ready, um, the great man. So, yeah, condolences to the, the Fitzner family. And he'll be trying to help us back at winner today as well, Milo. Still, he's still technically following the races. So hopefully we can help you um, back a couple of winners this weekend, Milo, and everybody out there because it's some great racing. Turnbull Stakes Day, Hill Stakes Day there at Rose Hill. Before we get stuck into it, we might get some... Um, we'll get an update there on the tracks. Now, first of all, at Rose Hill, drying conditions there. I think, Mickey Gannon, we're, we're looking to be playing on a good track come Saturday. Yeah, currently a soft six rail in a true position, but the wind is about, and the, uh, they're only getting about 23, 24 degrees. So I think it'll be on the uh, 
Worst side of a good four, but it will be a good four, G. Just had a chat to Liam O'Keefe. He was just walking the track. So they they had a bit of rain last night. It's a soft six at the moment. There is a little bit of rain predicted heading towards Saturday, but he believes that the drying conditions there for the rest of the week anyway, even though there might be a few showers predicted, they should get to a good four. Um, but there'll be a little bit of giving in the ground still with that good four because it'll only be 16 degrees there on Saturday and they've had a bit of moisture this week. So every horse should be getting their opportunity come Saturday at Flemington. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll start our preview. Oh, we don't have any other breaks. There we go. Working beautifully on this um, on this let's Thursday go. morning. So let's get stuck into it. Now, we'll start off with the first leg of the quaddy at Flemington on a Saturday afternoon. And um, the first league of the quaddy in the 10 race program, of course, is race seven. And uh, this is the race for the stays. If you win this, you're into the Melbourne Cup. Now, the markets are a little bit um, misleading because you've got two of the, the big chances taking up most of the percentage here. In fact, Carini's out now. So first Immortals, the the first emergency, and he's still a strong chance now to get a start, you would imagine. So we've got Goldman at six fifty, Shiraz at twelve dollars, Serpentine at nine dollars, Athabaskan at six dollars, and then we go down to Interpretation at twelve dollars, Future History at ten, mostly cloudy at ten, and then Karini's out, so first immortal is at three forty, and then Shaya at eleven dollars. Mickey Gatter, who wins the Bart Cummings and then books their place into our great race, the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, this is a definition of impossible, G. It's a really difficult race for mine. I was hoping to lean on Mitchy. I was definitely keen first to model if it got into the race. Obviously, needs uh, still needs a bit of luck. He was ultra impressive uh, with a big weight with Huey Bowman aboard, and uh, I think he's the one on the up and the up here. What, seven wins from 13 career starts. So it'd be first to model on top for me, but obviously needs to get in the field. If if he doesn't make the field, I don't know, I don't know what to do with the race, G. Yep. All right there, Mitchy Lewis, what are you doing? I was sort of happy to risk first immortal at that price, um, given two factors. You know, <clears throat> he doesn't have a run in the field yet. And the fact, like, he, as impressive as he was, he's stepping up, I thought, a fair bit in class from a BM78 to sort of group three level. I was probably a little bit more keen on Goldman at some value. Okay. I just sort of thought third up now and up in trip suits him a little bit better. Um, third up last prep, he went up in trip and was quite good. So I thought he'll get a softer run from barrier two and he'll probably set the tempo. So if he gets his own way out in front, I reckon he's an each way play. So Goldman's still a chance to go towards a Turnbull stakes. Um, but if he goes to the Bart Cummings, Mitchie Lewis keen to play him. And Dean Watling, what are you doing there in the Bart Cummings? Yeah, but- very similar vein to Gunner. I thought this race was a field leg in the quaddy, but I do agree with Mitchy. If I had to land on one, I think Goldman's an improver up to 2,510 metres. He's just come back a little bit more down than he was last preparation. Third up, I think there's good improvement. Um, Gay and obviously Adrian always tend to have that with their stayers. So like Mitchy said, if you can control it from gate two of Jordan Childs, I thought he was the value. And I probably wanted to be against first of all. Gate 20 up in grade, there's a lot of negatives compared to last start. So... Um, tricky race, but um, I'd have to lean on Goldman Gareth. The feature race of the day anywhere around the country is the Group 1 Turnbull Stakes, and it sees the superstar Hong Kong galloper, Romantic Warrior, step out for the first time in this country. He's been well supported after the final fields there yesterday with Bet365, 250 into 210. Gold Trip, a little bit of rain around this weekend, has seen him firm into $17. 
Then we go down to Francesca Guardi at 21. West Wind Blows with Jamie Spencer aboard for the Crisford family at 750. The English Galloper. Ozapenko at $6.50. Bigger feel, more tempo should suit him, you would imagine, up in trip. Then Solcom at $7.50. And he flew, they tell me, at track work on Tuesday morning at Flemington. Right you are at $19. And then big prices for the rest. Mitchie Lewis, who wins the Turnbull? I'm happy to let Romantic Warrior go around at that $2 price. I just don't think there's enough for me um, to sort of want to back him yet. I think there's a few little unknowns around him, like all the quarantine and stuff like that. And the fact, I don't think he's run anti-clockwise before, has he? Um, And I sort of thought the race tempo was another one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they go at quite a hot tempo early in the Hong Kong races, don't they? And in Australia, they're probably going to be a little bit slower first up. So he's going to have to have a pretty good turn of foot. I just thought at that $2, I didn't really want to play him, but I'm I'm happy to watch him. I wouldn't be surprised to see him win. I'm going to stick with Sulcum. I just sort of thought... At the start of his prep, we assumed third up would be where he'd begin to peak, and he's been impressive in his first two runs. So I didn't see him decline last start, so I'm happy to be with him here at the value again. All right, then. So Solcom each way there for Mitch Lewis. Steve Motling, what are you doing in the Turnbull Stakes? Yeah, I saw it very similar to Mitchie. I want to take on Romantic Warrior just at the price. I know he's a, a great horse, but first up, $2.10. There's absolutely no juice in that price. He's got to get out if you like him. I suggest waiting until Saturday. We're going to have three bets in this race to make a profit. I think West Wind Blows has to be a bet. He's got good tactical speed from the UK. I love back in these imports. He brings form around pole driver and a couple of others in some good group two, group three, and group one races from overseas. Um, he handles the sting out of the ground as well, which helps. So keen to play West Wind Blows. I think Osipanko's the big one in the race that can be a firmer. He was brilliant last start in the Maccabi Diva behind Alligator Blood and Mr. Brightside. Gate six up to 2,000 metres now. I think they're two massive ticks and Damien Oliver in the saddle. And the third one is the one that Mitchy likes, Solcom. I thought he was brilliant last start in the Underwood Stakes. The way they turned that tempo on mid-race and the way he sort of kept coming from the 800 home, I thought that was superb. So keen to back all three of them, West Wind Blows, uh, Osipenko and Solcom. Gareth? Just um, there's a rider next to West Wind Blows, Jay Spence, a very good rider in the UK, but geez, he struggled here at Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, he's, he's a moral now. <laughs> Let's hope he brought his compass, Dino. I'll tell you what, though, Dino, you don't need all three of them. You only need one of them, and Osipenko is the one you'll need. This horse is ready to peak here, fourth up, 2,000 metres, Damien Oliver on, he'll roll forward. Sit probably, I'd say, uh, 1-1-G in the running line there, peel off and and just give them um, something to chase. I doubt they can chase them down. Horses like Solcom, you know, still going to continue to progress. I think that's um, this would be a really good hit out for it on his way to a Melbourne Cup, but barrier two, be buried back along the fence. I don't think that's a place to be. West Wind blows, Jay Spence, so happy to pan it. Romantic Warrior, just concerned about the price. You know, potentially the best horse in the race here, but first up and, you know, from that barrier, they're probably going to have to go back a little bit. So I think Ozapenko is the map horse. It's the horse ready to peak on its grand final day and should get the job done. I think Romantic Warrior will be better second up, but he, he just, to me, he just he, he can't go past him. I know he's short enough, but he has got tactical speed. He can jump and put himself into a spot. Danny Shum, despite sometimes the negatives coming out of his camp regarding the feed, is a wonderful operator and a terrific traveler of a thoroughbred. They've had this plan a long way out with Romantic Warrior, so that's why they've gone to the Turnbull into the Cox Plate. He's got form against some of the best middle distance gallopers in the world. Golden 60 form for a race like this. 
taking on horses that will be better over a trip. I, I, if he just turns up at eighty percent capacity, I think he's going to be awfully hard to beat. Romantic Warriors. So. Um, One point you made there, though, G, is what concerns me a little bit as well, is that I've had this plan for so long. Yes, got 20 seconds here. He's coming off a big spell, so yep. you'd be you'd think he'd be inclined to sort of not put 100 in potentially at this race with the Cox Plate being the 100 goal. Yeah, There's no I, way they go forward and lead or sit outside leader from Barry 11. Yeah, but he has got tactical speed. McDonald's so good of slotting in what somewhere. Do you, what so do you do with it? Oh, you might be able you to land get across. in the moving line. You don't know yet. Time will tell. Let's go to the news, 10 o'clock. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the weekend preview on this Thursday morning as we preview Turnbull Stakes Day at Flemington, also Hill Stakes Day at Rose Hill. We're having a look at Flemington first of all. Mitch Lewis, Dean Watling, Mickey Gannon with us. And we just went through the Turnbull Stakes field um, before the news. Just back to you, Mickey Gannon. Romantic Warrior, I think he sits nearly outside the leader, goes forward. There's no pace whatsoever in this year's race. And he's raced on pace before. He's got wonderful gate speed. I just see McDonald owning this race. And there's a few text messages coming through, and they make a really good point. I don't think you'll get too much better than $2 because of the the whirlpool, which is right out of Hong Kong. There'll be a lot, a lot of money for their superstar, especially on the tote come Saturday. Yeah, uh, that's completely, yeah, you're spot on. That's a really good point, G. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to win. And look, can sit outside lead. Do you want to take $2 a horse that's going to sit outside? Oh, just, it's Do you see any speed in this race, apart from Goldman, if he does get into the race? Yeah, you, well, you got Goldman, West Wind blows. Um, Jamie Spencer's never led in his life. He's a sit-speed <laughs> type of jockey, so you... That, that's that, that right. Your eyes got speed. Um, you got Berkeley Square, Uncle Brink can roll forward, smoking Romans as well. So. Yeah, the the question, G, isn't that isn't does Romantic Warrior have the ability to lead or sit outside there? There's no argument there. It's is that yeah. what they want to do with a bigger preparation or bigger I, goals in sight? I that's think the, some, I think sometimes that like the best possible run and preparation he could get for a Cox plate is by putting him on speed when there's no pace up front because if he comes if he goes back and there's no speed, he's still doing sometimes more damage, more work when you're trying to sprint off the track three and four wide, which is difficult to do. And he's an on-pace type of runner anyway, and that's his greatest asset, that he can put himself into a lovely spot over these longer trips. So, yeah, I just... When you have a look at the horse's ratings and who he's competing against, if he's anywhere near his best, then he's... Tra- that's the question mark for mine. That's um, nothing regarding his ability. If he's able if he's traveled nicely and he turns up to Flemington in the form that we've seen him in Hong Kong he will win but um, that's the same with West Wind Blows and I guess the few of the the other international runs that we'll see over the next couple of weeks but it's going to be a great race and um, it's great to have a horse like Romantic Warrior engaged in our bigger races in Melbourne this spring so just recapping the tips again for the Turnbull Stakes Mickey Gannon Ozapenko Ozapenko Dean Watley Three prong attack, West Wind Blows, Osipenko, and Sulkham. Yeah, and Mitchie Lewis? Sulkham for me. Yep, Sulkham each way. And then it'd be interesting to see which way they go with Sulkham. Do they go to a Caulfield Club Cup or a Might and Power into a Cox Plate into a Melbourne Cup? So there'll be a lot of answers regarding uh, these horses' preparations going forward after the Turnbull Stakes. Let's have a look at the feature sprint race on the, the program, the Gill Guy. We've got Jigsaw is a very good horse. He's first up this prep at 480. Star Patrol has had really good backing, 260 with Bet365. Then we've got Showmanship, 
who's the uh, an interesting runner here. First up for John Leake Jr. and the Cerise and Wild of Bob and Sandra Peters at $17. Then we go down to Sue Tories at $17. Triple Missile, first up for Lindsay Smith, this preparation, and Jamie Carr at $9. And then we've got Say Majik at $6, who last time she competed down the straight at Flemington was in the year of in secret winning the Coolmore, which was a couple of springs ago or last spring, I should say. So it'll be interesting to see how she goes here on a Saturday. We'll start off with you, DeanWatling.com. Who wins the, the Gill guy this year? Yeah, it's hard to go past Star Patrol. He was outstanding last start in the Bobby Lewis. He obviously set a really, really fast tempo around 12 lengths faster an average to the 600 metres and just held on late. I think the three weeks, three weeks, sorry, between runs probably offsets that little bit of a gut buster. And the way that um, the stable have spoken this week, he's absolutely bounced through that run. I think he gets a softer run in transit here. And I think Mellum uh, will have him worked out and, and ride him a touch uh, probably the opposite way, give him a little bit softer early and maybe make his finish a touch stronger. And I think it'll be way too good for him. I think Jigsaw's obvious danger. I think the query though is, First up, 1,200 metres down the straight. I think it's a horse that you can back first and second up over 1,100 metres. But the 1,200 metres is the knock. And obviously, I think the only other danger outside of that is uh, Sesame Madrid. Um So keen to be with Star Patrol, though. And it's interesting, Mickey Gaddon, with Star Patrol. He does have to go up a bit in weight here from his last start effort in the Bobby Lewis at set weight and penalties. But I think um, down the straight, it, it, and as Dino pointed out, Clint McDonald says, Benny just needs to get it right in the first part. So maybe going 11-2, 11-3 furlong instead of in the, the low 10s. And if he can get that right, I don't think sometimes weight matters too much um, over these sprint trips. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a valid point. does go up, what, four and a half kilos. Yeah. I think there's only two in the race that I want to be backing. Star Patrol being one of those. Um, naturally, the the weight weight can stop trains, but uh, 1,200 metres is a pretty testing sort of trip for it. Uh, same Magique is the other one I'm really keen on, but I am happy to be against Jigsaw G. 1,200 first up, um, big negative is going to be going forward, and I'd say struggle to run out a strong 1,200 metres first up. So we Star Patrol and with say Magique. All right there, Mitch Lewis. Yeah, Star Patrol for me. He, he loves the Flemington straight. He's had, looking at his history, second up. He generally improves off about three or four-week spells, so I think he can do that here again, and he looks a bet for me. The Paris Lane Stakes over the 1,400 metres. Just, folks, an interesting runner. First up for Gavin Bedgegood. D. Oliver rides at $15. Then we've got Not an Option at 19 Charterhouse at $10. Tamerlane, that's been saved to, for this race in Melbourne instead of uh, staying in Sydney, gets Damien Lane. Looks like it can come across and dominate on pace here at 480. Then we've got Detonator Jack at 440. Umgawa's in great form at 850 for the Corstens. Flying Crazy 13. Nicolai, Nicolini Vito, who loves Flemington at $11. Um, and then big prices for the Fortune Teller at 19. A mystery shot. The Canberra Galloper now with Matty Dale. At $19, you can kick it off here. Mitchie Lewis, who do you like in the last? I sort of was tossing up Tamerlane and Dednor Jack. I thought I was just a little bit concerned with both of their barriers, but hearing James speak this morning to you, Gareth, just probably pushed me towards Tamerlane just that little bit more. I think that when he sort of he sort of declared their hand, didn't know that they're definitely sort of going to go forwards, and I just think he's going to be in the better spot than Detonator Jack. I think it's between those two and, yeah, 
Tamerlane for me. Yeah, I think there's a good race in Tamerlane this spring, and I think you'd be hard to beat at Flemington on Saturday. Your thoughts, Mickey Gannon? Interesting race, Chi. A few of these are sort of out of form, I think, and just haven't really got the job done for a while or returning off spells. I think Just Folk would be a horse I'd be keen to back if there was rain about, but I, but you suggesting that the uh, track will be a good four. Happy to give it a miss uh, at this stage, see what happens later in the day there. Tamerlane, definitely the one to beat. Rolls forward, makes his own luck. Damien Lane there, but I've settled on a, a saver on Tamerlane and a good each way bet on Minsk Moment okay. for uh, for Team Waller around the uh, I'm guessing around that fourteen dollar price there. G uh, Craig Williams has a good uh, good fourteen hundred meter run in it, and I think uh, I think Saturday will be the day where we see that. Yeah, fifteen dollars four twenty five each way Minsk Moment there for Chris Waller and Craig Williams. Dino, your thoughts? Yeah, not too much to add. Only question I had was, he's detonated Jack, obviously. He's nominated for Sydney as well, so I'm not too sure which way they go there. And I wanted to find Kota Healy, but it's obviously come out. Um, I like the push, though, for Gano on Mixed Moment. I think it comes out of that race beyond Star Patrol first up, where they all just got run off their feet back in the field. So I think it could be a really sharp improver second up. And the other one, Amgawa, always runs well. Um, form around it, it's pretty good. And um, gate six, I think that's a big tick. So if I had to have a lean at all, I think the six and the nine would be the way I'd go. 0499, I should say, is the text message. Send us a text message, 0499 736 736. That's 0499736736. That's a look at the quality legs there at Flemington on Turnbull Stakes Day. We'll take a break, then we'll come back and have a look at some of the other Feature races outside of the quaddy there at Flemington on Saturday, including a really interesting Maribyrnong trial as we see these two-year-olds step out at a metropolitan track for the first time this season in Victoria. Gareth Hall with you. This is Giddy Up's Weekend Preview. Nicky Gannon, uh, Dean Watling and Mitchie Lewis as we preview a great day of racing at headquarters at Flemington for Turnbull Stakes Day. And one of the highlights will be the Daly Maribyrnong Trial Stakes where we get to see the two-year-old step out for the first time at a metropolitan track in Victoria. Bet365 have got Blue Illusion at 2.30. Jeez, James Cummings was bullish about this son of Blue Point. Bodyguard at $5.00. Um, for James Harron and his syndicate for the Snowdens and Craig Williams. Double, Dublin Downs been jumping out beautifully for the McAvoys and Damien Lane at $7. And then Wolfgang, Lloyd Cannawell was bullish about his chances. James McDonald wanted the ride, that two-year-old. He's at $4.20. But as Lloyd pointed out, Dean Watling, I know you love these type of races, is that we can all have an opinion on how they've trialled, but most of these horses haven't come under, under pressure yet off the off the bridle and, we find out a lot about these babies once they're asked to do a little bit more under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, 100%. I think the other thing we forget is the race day experience. You have the crowd out there, uh, the atmosphere. And we saw last week a horse by the name of Invincible Madison tried up an absolute treat, got to race day and completely melted, um, finished a long last. She was in the market. So I think we forget that. The yard's very important for these races. So not sure the races you want to chime in this early, but um, they're always fascinating. Bodyguards, $1.6 million yielding. Blue Illusion for Blue Point and Wolfgang's out of a half to Prague. So yeah. uh, interesting that J-Mac rang up for that ride as well, guys. All right, then. So do you have an opinion there or are you just keen to watch Dino? 
Uh, I think Blue Illusion's hard enough to beat. I uh, didn't like the last trial of Wolfgang. I wanted to see a little bit more, but I think Blue Illusion, I think the Blue Army have their hoof, uh, hoof on the till in these races. I think they've won their last two out of four, so I'd lean that way. It's difficult really being keen on a two-year-old and race, Mitchie Lewis, but what I'm hearing out, out of Flemington, um, Blue Illusion might be something quite special, they tell me. Yeah, that's, the, that's what I look for when I'm looking at yeah. these sort of races. Like I've seen Blue Illusion trial down to straight, um, and the other one I think was ultimatum, that sort of things I'm looking for if I'm looking at these races. So I'm probably not betting in it, but I think Blue Illusion will be the one. All right then, Mitchie Lewis there with Blue Illusion. What about Mickey Gannon? No, not a race. I'm interested in playing, G. All right, mate. Let's have a look at the third here, the superimposed. Sunsource 26, Fist of Fury at 19. Then we go down to Ambassadorial at $9. Apulia at 460. Riff Rocket for Waller and McDonald at 270. Rip Roar at $8. And then we go down to a horse like um, Mikio at 19, $19 with Bet365. All right, Mickey, going to kick it off here on the superimposed. Yeah, I thought Ambassadorial was the one that represented the most value. We know um, we know it's going to roll forward, so that's that's a huge tick. Uh, Waterhouse bot, low flying. Geordie Charles can ride a winner. The barrier is of some concern, G. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to suck that up. You're getting around the nine dollar quote. I think I'm happy to back it on an each way quote. Riff, Riff Rocket's a horse that sort of has a little bit of upside, but comes to the midweek. So I, I'm really surprised that that, that it's favourite. Like, and proper favourite, like $2.70. I think that's absolutely ludicrous. So more than happy to be with Ambassadorial, G. All right, then. Um, Mitchie Lewis? Uh, yeah, I'm keen to be with Apulia. I missed the kick pretty bad at Mooney Valley and then still closed out reasonably slickly on a day that it was tough to do so. So I think stepping up to the 1,800 metre now probably suits a little bit better. And on this Flemington track, I thought he could improve off that run. All right, then. Dino? Yeah, kind start the 800 metres. You've got about 350 metres for the bend, so gates aren't too much of an issue. I am against what Gana is suggesting. I think Riff Rocket comes out a really solid race behind the stablemate Snowman. Got a long way back at that Rose Hill midweek meeting. I thought the run had a lot of merit. Just had to tick that um, box rising in trips. I think Riff Rocket's in for a big performance third up, staying 800 metres now. And price, yes, probably a little bit short, but it's going to get the gun run and prove hard to beat, in my opinion. Bring let's it have, on. Yeah, let's have a look at race number four, the Manifold Stakes. Best of the day coming up here. Jeez, I'm excited to see what she can do. Um, does Sonic Boom $7? Here she is, Legacies. JK got it wrong the other day, I think. Um, from this whitish gate, she'll need a little bit of luck. But if she does get How that How did luck, she get it wrong, G? Well, she went forward on a hot pace, um, and the horse wasn't quite ready when you listen to the stable. So that's how she got it wrong. And I think she'll be better off for that run, and she'll be mighty hard to beat. Come Saturday, $4.20. Sardozzi, $13. And then you go down to Nadachi at $9. Um, Konasana at $13. And then Perfect at $5.50. Uh, Basilina at $17. So that's the story there in uh, the Phillies race, which is race four at Flemington. Mickey Gannon, who do you like here? Are you with Legacies or are you taking her on as well? I just have like I get really worried about horses that are that are used up and then they go oh we went too far forward we we're too aggressive and then they try restrain them when they're so early in their career they've been taught to now go forward so from barrier fourteen and previously was used up early 
I do have my worries uh, from especially that 1600 meter start where they start to turn pretty quickly. So I'm willing to be against legacies. It's just simply the barrier is terrible and um, going off what happened last start, I'll be surprised if they can actually uh, restrain and get to a position they want to be. I'll be with have something on uh, Connor Sana G for okay. uh, for Chris, Uncle Chris and J Mac. All right then, um, Dino, what are you doing here? Yeah, I want to be against legacies at the price. I just think the setup, gate 14 with 150 metres to the first bend, I think it's just priced on a little bit of hype from that first up run where we've seen V8 fail since as well. So I think I want to be against the legacies at the price. Good horse, but um, yes, I think the one, Dissonic Boom, would be the lean at a good price. The figures out of the last three, four starts have been good. I like that form around Charmstone two starts back and gets a lovely run here with Dean Moore aboard. So that's the lean for me, Mitchie Lewis. Yeah, I, I am going to be with Legacies, and there's a couple reasons. One of them, Ooh. Gareth, is because if I p- agree with you lots, you'll keep me around, so there's a key factor. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I sort of thought I'm giving her another chance. I, I, the talent's there, and she had the market support in the last race. I just sort of thought that it's an easier race. She gets back down to Philly's grade, and if she sort of hasn't burnt too hard in that other race, I think she should be around the mark, but I, I probably won't be backing her. I just need to agree with you, G. No, I just think sometimes when you listen to Moody talk about her throughout her preparation and Kath Coleman, that she wasn't quite ready in her first couple of starts, but now I think her coats come through and she can go either, um, she can go, she can go both ways here. She can go to another level and, and win like she should with her ability. I think legacies or, she's completely trained off and they have to go to the paddock and start again with her. So the difficult gate for Jamie Carter overcome, especially with, with that 1600 meter start. But if I was tipping her to win a flight stakes earlier on in the year, then um, she needs to be winning this despite the gate. So anyway, time will tell whether we're right or wrong. Libertad is at 650, goes down the straight now to the Dane Hill, Fanabel Nation. This is a good race. I'm unstoppable at $3.00. Um, Archo Nacho at 440. I think he was hunting around for an Everest slot. Now he's back in Melbourne. Oh. And then we go to Sakar Flick at $12 and Stretton Angel at $5 here. Um, Kandinsky Abstract at 13. Dino, who wins this race, who was, of course, this race was won last year by Giga Kick. Yeah, very interesting race. I think it's, a, a an, again, a very, very even lot. I think I am a stoppable. It's probably the horse on top. But I wanted to have a little spec on Cigar Flick. Back to 1,100 metres down the straight. She's a horse uh, She's a horse that has a lovely turn of foot. I think the straight races will suit her down to the ground. A little freshen as well. I think there's too much between the top couple in the market and the prices. I think there's no juice. So um, I'd be happy enough to have a small spec on the 10 Cigar Flick here. All right, then, Mickey Gannon. It's going to have something very, very small, Don Corleone. That's just too big a price. The horse has come out of a, a Golden Eagle. Yeah, granted, back to 1,100 metres, Flemington. But look, it could just be the change of scenery the horse needs because I think it's got the best figures in the race. Uh, Mark Zara aboard. Yep. Silly not to have a, a shekel each way on it, G. And Mitchie? Yeah, I'm I'm keen to be with I'm Unstoppable. I thought he can turn it around and Nacho Nacho. Just back in that last race, he found a bit of trouble at the 300-metre mark and was held up before being quite slick late, and he's generally a very slick finisher. So I thought sort of third up here now, if he gets a clear run, he's probably got a bit of upside for me that he could run out a race like this with even luck. All right, then we'll rip through the Rose of Kingston Stakes, which is usually a traditional lead-up to the big um, Empire Rose during the Flemington Carnival. 
We've got Skew If, the Kiwi star at $8.50, but Princess Grace back in class, back to her own sex and back in trip at $1.60 here and dominates the betting. Life Lessons, who was good behind Amelia's jewel there the other day, is at $9. Rest her at a, a double-figure quote here, Mitch Lewis. Yeah, I just want to take Princess Grace on at that price. I don't really want to be playing at $1.40, so I'm keen to be with Life Lessons each way. I think that better price interests me. She was a length behind Amelia's Jewel, who obviously come out and franked the form. Um, she's third up today. Last prep in her third up run, she was a pretty sound improver. So I think she gets the right setup today to at least be able to run me a race each way. All right, then Mick Gannon. Yeah, nice find, Mitchy. I, I, I like the life lessons at the price. Obviously, Princess Grace very hard to beat, but you know, I won't be storming into a dollar seventy. All right, then Dean um, Watling, what are you doing here? Yeah, I feel like they're just running for second year. Beautiful setup for Princess Grace. I won't be chiming in at the price, but I won't be trying to get her beat at the same time, Gareth. All right, then let's get to our staking plans. If you've got a play there at Flemington, I'm going $75 Legacies and $75 Tamerlane in that final event at Flemington. McGannon? Sorry, say that again, Chief. Uh, so I've got $75 Legacies, 75 Tamerlane. Yep. What are you doing with your staking plan at Flemington? Sorry, mate. School holidays. Kids yelling at me. No, I'm not going to be playing at Flemington at this stage. I might, I'll take a couple of multis towards the back end of the Rose Hill All card. All right, then. Mitchie Lewis? Going to go $50, race five, number three, I'm unstoppable. Race six, number 10, life lessons. I'm going to have 25 each way. Race seven, number two, Goldman. I'm going to go 25 each way. And then race nine, number two, Star Patrol, 50 the win. All right, then. Love your work. And what about you, Dino? We're going to have $140 on race nine, number two, Star Patrol, which is my best bet there. I'm going to have a $10 trifecta in the Turnbull on numbers five, Westwind Blows, seven, Osipenko, and 11, Solcom. Just as we're about to simplify our staking plan, Dino delivers a trifecta. Oh. Um, unbelievable. Honestly, pull your head in, Watling. That's a disgrace. Um, thank you. Thank you very much, Mitchie. Enjoy Flemington, mate. We appreciate your time as always on the weekend preview. Thank you, boys. Good luck this weekend and have a good one. I'll chat soon. Let's get to the news. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the weekend preview, and it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold go, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. Tim Wilson, take a bow. The instructor, back to his best there at Sandown. On Sunday afternoon, was it a relief or were you expecting that in a way? <laughs> Morning, guys. Yeah, probably a bit of both. Uh, you know, he certainly vindicated the quality of Colt we, we thought he was by, by carrying the 60 kilos. Again, some progressive three-year-olds that they're all on kind of 54 and 55. So he conceded them a lot of weight. Uh, I was a little bit apprehensive about the 1,400 metres, to be honest, but Gay knows best and he was really strong through the line. And, and now that he's been able to be so good at 1,400 metres. It really opens up opportunities for him over the next few months. Now, exciting stuff. So what have you got this weekend for us? Have you got another instructor that we need to keep on on following this week, hopefully to make some money? Hopefully. Well, quite close. We've got a, a, Russia, a three-year-old Russian Revolution cold at Mooney Valley tomorrow night called Reveline. Um, look, he put Drew Barry a 10 of 10 in his maiden on debut. Just got nutted late by uh, the half to lofty strike uh, in a maiden. So... Look, he gets barrier four tomorrow night, Damien Oliver. The, the horse is going super. We, we think he's a, a stakes quality three-year-old, another ref, Russian revolution. So 
Yeah, he's 420 into about 350 T- tomorrow night. I know Trent's tipping him to anyone that'll ask. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think he's our best for the weekend. Oh, beautiful, mate. And what about any horses that we need to jump aboard the, the first light racing train and, and get involved um, with your with your business? Yeah, we we spoke about a horse called Kanamala Fella a few weeks ago that yes. we had with Rob Heathcote at Eagle Farm. He went to the races yesterday and uh, he won really well at Ipswich at the Metropolitan Meeting. So uh, a few people that heard us talking about him a, a month or so ago that jumped in were, were duly rewarded. So, yeah, jump on the website. I've got 5% left in the Lean Me machine filly that I've been talking a little bit about, Gareth, and I, uh, I think she'll be at the races soon enough. So there we go. So get on the website, First Light Racing. He's been tipping into a few horses that have got ability, Timmy Wilson, that you need to get involved with. So the Lean Me Machine filly, um, she'll be racing hopefully in the next three to four months anyway, um, and you can yep. get a return for your dollar. And you can tell your mate, like, that's the best way to invest. You don't have to go. <laughs> the yearling sales, you get straight to, um, basically straight to the point. You've got a horse that you know that you can run. And um, you get a good price for a, a lean me machine who's been going great guns at the moment with his progeny. Love your work, Tim. Good luck this weekend, mate. Cheers, boys. You too. There's Tim Wilson. It's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. We'll come back and have a look at the Hill Stakes meeting at Rose Hill straight after this. Because I'm TNT. I'm Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the best of the weekend preview. That's the weekend preview. We'll have the best of the weekend preview on a Saturday morning. But um, we're going through the feature races now at Rose Hill on Saturday for Hill Stakes Day. Looks like it's going to be a good track there, Mickey Gannon, on Saturday. Yeah, the wind's up and about now. 22 degrees will be the maximum temperature, G. Soft six at the moment, but I suggest we'll get back to uh, the worst side of a good four, G, and then dry out to a good, uh, solid good four by the end of the day. All right, let's have a look at the Quaddy Leagues with some of the feature races there for Saturday's Rose Hill meeting. And we start off uh, with uh, the feature, the Group 2 Hill Stakes. And having a look at the market here with Bet365, we've got Numerian at 19, Sayrec at $9, Young Verda at 17, Protagonist at seven fifty. Who Yarmel at four sixty. It's been well supported. Montefilia, who ran a beauty of a race behind Cascade in this race last year at four dollars. Hinged at eleven, and then he's a shocker at seventeen. Fireburn. Gary Portelli says she's flying, and she's at thirteen dollars here. Dino, who wins the Hill Stakes? Yeah, good addition, open addition. It could potentially be the last time we see Montefilia. I think if she doesn't fire here, she might be off to the breeding barn. She was good last start, but. She's taking a lot of percentage up in the market. I think if you're back there every single start this preparation, um, you're in trouble. Oh, I want to be against her again. I think the booking of Nash is the big tick, but I'm happy to look uh, outside of that. A little bit of speed on paper, I think, which suits the six protagonist. He was exceptional last start finding a line from a long way back in the run. I think he peaks now third up in the preparation. Back to 1,900 metres. I think they'll use that um, fitness advantage now to hold a spot from gate one. And the other one's who you are now. Um, obviously he's gone 16-16, sort of was a little bit flat there last start behind, think it over in Zaki, but now up to 1,900 metres, I think it's a lovely setup. Adam Hieronymus can use the gate, Gano, and probably land forward of midfield, which I think is key. So happy enough to be with a six and a seven here, Gano. 
Yeah, it's one of those races, isn't it? It's almost hard to dissect. You need a few things to go right. Montefiore has been out of form, but Nash comes back aboard. That's going to be a big tick. Barrier two, big tick. Uh, that's, you know, deserved favorite. Protagonist, you're spot on. Um, Dino, for sure, can improve. And who your miles a horse I want to be with, but I, I'm not confident at all. So if I was, you know, sitting there on a Saturday afternoon and so have a good, you know, things are chugging along all right. I might have a few bucks on who your mile, but not overly confident. I would suggest 900 meters. We'll see the best version of this horse, but just been a little bit short of what I've wanted to see from it so far, G. Let's have a look at the Alan Brown over the 1400 meters, race eight. Sefi is on fire at the moment for the Informati Duncamp 550. Then we go down to Roots at $11, first up this campaign. Um, detonated Jack at $10, but as Dino pointed out before, um, probably leading towards going to Flemington, I think, with that Galloper. Waterford's at $5. Alentia at $9. And then we go down the page. Um, big prices for the rest um, at the moment. So your thoughts here, Dino? Yeah, interesting race. Another big field. So luck and the way the track's going to be playing is crucial to it. It's, eight, it's race eight. So we should have the, the pattern established for the day. Obviously, no one missed the run of Waterford last start in the Shannon Stage. Sectionals, again, were superb. Just was a victim of the barrier and the setup. Now, I don't think it could have won um, with the way the race was run. I think he drops a stack in weight. They obviously saved it out of the Epsom last week for this race. It looks incredibly hard to beat from gate seven, but if there's a horse at odds that I want to be with, it's Kota Healy. I think this horse is flying under the radar. Two superb trials right down in the weights. Has tactical speed from gate six. Um, I think it's an outstanding bet at around $13 and $4 the place um, to beat Waterford. Oh, I want to go wherever it goes. I think it's nominated for Queensland as well, but I dare say from a good gate, Gano, Kota Healy will come to this race and be hard to beat. Surprise you jumped off Valentia, Dino. Yeah, gate 15, she's going to get back. She's got no tactical speed. I just think around a Rose Hill Rail True on a firm day, by this time, I think it's going to dry it even more. Um, but no doubt, and we'll play this next Thursday, and she would have lobbed by two or three lengths. Yeah, probably. I'll have something small, Alentia, and something small, Lions Raw. I just think Lions Raw is ready to uh, produce a big run here okay. uh, for Johnny O'Shea. And Dino talks about it a little bit. Johnny O'Shea second up. The horses tend to fly. I think we'll see a good run from it. But very tough race, G. Big fields. I think the track will play fair. And I think Lions Raw and Alentia will be the two. You get $20. We bet 365 for Lions Raw. We might take our final break here and we'll come back and preview the feature mares race, the division there on Saturday at Rose Hill. Welcome back to the weekend preview. Let's have a look at the division, which is race eight for the mares. Race nine, I should say. The second last on the program. Royal Merchant first up at $16. Revolutionary Miss at $15. Paracel at $320. Queen of the Ball at $7. Magic Time for Graham Begg at $380. She's all class at $11. And then we go down to Russian Conquest at $15. What are you doing here, Dino? Yeah, race of the day. I thought um, really good contest. I think it's a three-horse race between Parasail, Queen of the Ball, and Magic Time. What we've got to understand is the 1,200-meter start is a shoot start. It's not ideal if you're drawn wide. So I think Parasail from gate 13 is in a lot of trouble. I think Zach will push forward. He's a great positive jockey, but how much work that horse has to do um, is the query. I probably would lean the way that she's the best of all three, but with that set up, I'm happy enough to take her on. I think Queen of the Ball has to be the value, one of the better bets of the program. It was great first up, just nutted by Parasail on a day you didn't want to make ground. 
Uh, you didn't want to lead, sorry. And the last start in the Scirocco, it was only beaten 2.1 lengths behind Sunshine in Paris, Espiana and a tissue. I'd suggest that's the key form line for this race. Soft lead, gate two, 1,200-meter shoot start. I think that is a great bet uh, with the main danger being Magic Time, who's had a little tick over trial, Gano, since that run behind Asafora first up. Yeah, I think we'll know the fate of Paracel after 200 metres here, Dino. Uh, that uh, Benedetta form's uh, pretty good. I think it stuck up. Has the win over Queen of the Ball. But granted, Queen of the Ball probably ha- was in the inferior ground that day. So, yeah, it makes it a, a tricky race to assess based on that. But all things being equal, we probably should have a each-way play on Queen of the Ball um, because she draws better and maps to perfection. G? All right, then. Last race is a benchmark 78. We've got... Kyobi at $4, Granots at $4.80 with Bet365, Bunker Hut at $8.50, Diamond Dealer $10, Baldino at $10, and then we go down to horses that are at big prices, headed by Portray at $12 here. What are you doing here, Mickey, in the final event? Well, last week we saw it very well in the last event. This week we'll see it well again because we're taking F for the field. We won't miss. Yes. I found it impossible. Do you know? Yeah, I, I have to apologise. I um, I can't help out. This is as wide open as they come. I think it's a definite field leg. Like Gano mentioned off air, I think Kyobi would have been hard enough to beat. Just not sure it's a horse that you want to have an apprentice on. I love to see a senior jockey on that horse. So that's sort of turned me off. And I wanted to find overriding, but it's come out from the wide gate. So Gareth, that's a field leg for sure in the quaddy. Can't wait for the Roman console. You got Osmosis now in the Newgate colours at two fifty. Bet three six five. This is raised five. Kings Gambit um, around a bend again at five fifty. Celestial Legend that was an eye catcher there the other day behind Osmosis at five fifty. Royal Tribute nearly started favourite against Osmosis. Now at the seven fifty here. Barber, the driver says you got to be on the Barber here which was a great push for this galloper, $8 and then Balkans at $12 and then big prices for the rest. Race of the day for mine in Sydney here. Dino, what are you doing? Yeah, mouth-watering contest. Oh, this is one of my favourite races. Um, King's Gambit, Barb, Osmosis, Celestial Legend, Royal Tribute. They're all good horses. I think we underrate the win of Osmosis a little bit first up. Outside the leader, um, Bjorn Baker typically doesn't have his horses ready to go first up and that horse absolutely spanked them. So I think they all have progression, but in my opinion, Osmosis probably has the most. Bjorn Baker strikes at 12% first up compared to 16% second up. Gets the exact same setup. He will sit outside the leader, and I think he'll be way too good for him. The big one in the field is Celestial Legend. I think he'll be the better horse uh, out of, or the best horse out of this race to come. Um, just 1,200 metres around Rose Hills, probably not his setup. And um, if you like King's Gambit, I think this is the day you chime in. Back around the bend, you're getting $5. Um, I think if you like that horse, you can have a bet. But Gano, I'm really keen. Um, osmosis, I think he'll make it four from four. Yeah, so it's, just, it's hard, isn't it? You just got to price the race and and bet your prices. Bar bar, you got to trust the fact that it was backed off the map last start, um, surprisingly. So you got to trust there. Nash, barrier one, it's going to get every possible. King's Gambit around the bend again, as you suggested, G. That's a bonus. But Osmosis, I think the uh, the reality is he only has to improve slightly first up to second up, and I doubt they'll catch him. But then you've got the Celestial Legend that was unlucky. Really hard race to bet with confidence here, G, but a fascinating race nonetheless. Then we've got the Tap Craig here um, over the 1,400 metres for the three-year-olds. NCAP, well, they wanted an Everest slot. They didn't get an Everest slot. So they're back to this race over the 1,400 metres at $1.85. Ducassi at $6, a little pumper 
at $7, Snapback at 13 and then Macarena at $13 here, Mickey Gannon. Can you take a $1.85, this favourite, who was second in a Golden Rose? Yeah, I had a mark $1.80, so yep. uh, there's no no reason why you, you couldn't see him winning winning the race. Uh, just depends on if you, you know how, how you are price sensitivity wise. But yeah, I think Encaps Clue, the horse to beat and deserved favourite. Gee, I'm happy. I'd be happy to take a dollar eighty five. All right then, Dino. I think the only knock on Encap would be um, when is it going to come to the end of its preparation? I think this is its seventh run now, so I think that's the only thing in the back of your mind. Is it trained off? Um, if you look at its last start form, it just wins the race. But um, I'm happy enough to look uh, around it just purely on the fact that I think maybe it's towards the back end. I think the horse that I want to find is Macarena, um, who was really good last start sitting outside the leader on a fast day, Gano. But what do you want to add here with NCAP? Yeah, I was just going to say, I would have, I had the exact same query, but just Gary Portelli just has to seem to have this knack of his horses just continuing through their preparations. You see it a lot where you think, oh, this horse has to just you know, um, peter out, but it just continues to get the best out of them. So I, I agree with the sentiment, but that was, and I, I sort of looked into that, but I thought from most other stables, it'd be a no, but from this stable, I'm, I'm happy to be with it. Yeah. And it's a case where you, you go and ask Gary, Gary, do you think this horse has had enough? And he goes, well, do you think I'm an idiot, Gareth? Do you think I'd be going around if I don't think that this horse could win over the 1400 meters after he finished second in the golden rose? And I was trying to get into an Everest. Um, but I guess the trainers don't really know until enough's enough. And, and mm. he's thinking he wants to go to a mile race straight after this. So he, they're not thinking they're paddock. Um, they're thinking that there's so no much. No paddock in sight no here. No way, end cap. He'd be going around as much as the he could send around those <laughs> pigeons, Gary Portelli. Um, so, yeah, that's the – he's a dollar eighty. Well, if, that's the – If he beats, he beats the, Cylinder home the other day, he should be winning this, you would imagine. Oh, you'd hope, exactly. you'd hope so. It would be no good for the cylinder form line. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that that's the thing that you just made a good point there, Gareth. I think none of us know until the race. So yeah. if he pulls up and he's flat, we're all going to say, oh, he's trained off. So, um, I'll just say. yeah, it's a good conversation. All right, then um, staking plans there in Sydney on the weekend. Yep, I'll kick off G race four, number 12, Stannis Lance, around the $7, $7.50 mark. I'll have $100 on it. I'm very keen on this galloper. And then I'm going to take a $50 double Minsk moment into Stannis Lance. Uh, that's $15 times $7, Joko. And uh, Canazana down at Flemington into Stannis Lance as well, uh, around the same price. And Stannis Lance, the, the camp really happy with that galloper. I forgot to ask you. I was going to ask yeah. that. Yeah. Good push this morning, Gareth. Yeah, well, I forgot to ask him. Um, I just text and uh, yeah. um, oh, I really, I, I had a shocker with Jimmy today. I don't, I don't know what um, was wrong with him. Let me, let me just tell you, G, the horse is flying. It's well-weighted. This is a Godolphin yeah. setup. Zach Lloyd, 52 kilos, barrier two, is one of the better value bets you'll see this spring, mate. Don't start saying that I forgot to ask him because we wanted, we wanted a price. That, that. James never declares them anyway, and the driver didn't um, mention him. Who said? So, who said that? No, they just fuck around. Yeah. When, when I forget to when I forget to ask you, about just a horse. put that in the. <laughs> no one said that, G. Um, Stanislaus, seven fifty. Giving yourself up. Um, so, what are we? Are you backing it, Dino? What's your staking plan then in Sydney? Yeah, I've got fifty dollars left. Um, I'm going to have fifty dollars on race nine, number four, Queen of the Ball. Um, I haven't done that race too in depth, but Gareth and Mickey, you've pricked my ears. So I'm going to go back and redo that race and um, see if I've missed something. Did we, did we get your staking plan? We did, didn't we, Mick? You, you did, mate. Yep, hundred dollars. Stanislands at seven dollars. Then we're having a mince moment into yep. Stanislands and a Kanazawa into Stanislands. Two fifty dollars. Moment, you got plenty there. of money in the bank. Good on you, Mickey. Good on you, Dino. Have a wonderful day. 
That Thank is, you, fellas. That is. Giddy up in the weekend preview. Have a good day.